Welcome fellow horror hounds and welcome to the latest episode of Talk and Stalk, your unholy home for horror. I'm your host as always, Barry, and today's podcast I'm really just going to be talking about some of my personal favourite endings in slasher movies. Now, you know, when I talk about endings, these to me are all memorable endings for, for different reasons. Um, you know, quite often the case, maybe the final you know, the final shot of the film, etc. Uh, I am confining these to the slasher subgenre. Um, I may do favourite endings, um, you know, in horror in general in a future podcast, but for the moment I'm actually just going to be concentrating on movies that are slasher movies or at least proto-slasher movies. Um, as I said, all of these endings are memorable for me and... Uh, yeah, they're not actually in any specific order either, although if I had a gun put to my head, I'd probably know what number one would be. Um, so I'm just going to get the ball rolling now. And uh, the first one goes to 1978's Halloween. Um, just such a simple shot. You know, Michael Myers, obviously, you know, gets stabbed with a knitting needle. Um, you know, obviously, he gets stabbed in the stomach, you know, and uh, then he gets shot six times and obviously falls off the balcony in the house. And we just see his motionless body just lying there on the floor. And then, of course, there's an exchange between Laurie and Dr. Sam Loomis. And Loomis goes to check on him and Myers is gone. It's such a simple yet effective ending. You know, it's it's the kind of shot that has been done to death since, uh, you know, the amount of time, certainly within the slasher genre, you know, the killer gets knocked down. We know the killer's not dead, you know, and they go and check on him and the killer's gone. But back in 1978, um, it, it's just, you know, uh, the slasher genre certainly wasn't fully formed at that point. And uh, just, I just love that shot of Myers just lying there, motionless. And then, of course, Loomis goes to check on him and he's, he's gone. And then, obviously, I really like the final shot. We get to see all of the locations that the film has spent its time in. And we actually hear Michael Myers. If you listen, you can hear Michael Myers breathing. You know, Michael Myers is still out there. You know, he's still out there. He's not dead. And I just think it's I just think it's a really great ending to, to this movie. And then obviously three years later, we, we did get Halloween, too, which carries on right from this. But just just a great, simple, yet pretty effective ending. Um. Now, one of the other endings I want to talk about is from Black Christmas, which is actually one of my all-time favourite slasher movies. This obviously predates Halloween by four years. Um, I love the ending to this movie. Um, you know, it is implied, we're, we're kind of led to believe that Keir Dalia's character, uh, Peter, I believe it is, um, is the killer. And uh, in an act of presumed self-defence, you know, um, the main girl actually, uh, her name is actually escaping me at the moment, but Olivia Hussey's character actually manages to uh, kill him, we believe. Um, and she's left in the house. I mean, why you'd leave somebody that's just survived a goddamn massacre in the house and not take her to hospital, I have no idea. But anyway, uh, it's, it's in the script. It's in the script to do this. And she's left in the house on her own. Uh, the killer is deemed to be dead. And then, of course, we get a pan through, like Halloween, we, we actually get to look through the house, the camera follows, and it goes up to the attic, and we quickly realise that the killer is still alive. Peter was not the killer. 
and we see the light go on in the attic and then we actually hear the killer up there um, and obviously there's the bodies up there still that have been undiscovered the very first victim obviously she's put in a rocking chair which i actually think is a really kind of disturbing chilling shot actually and uh, i just love that ending um you know is she gonna get killed uh chances are she will she's alone in the house on her own with the killer um you know just just a great kind of you know very kind of ambiguous ending kind of you know is she a final girl or isn't she because it would it would certainly imply that she's she's going to be killed um and then of course you know the telephone the telephone starts ringing and you know what really makes this film work you know the sense of atmosphere and the telephone calls are a pretty pretty disturbing um great ending in my opinion you know that sense of mystery as to we don't actually know who the killer is and i do actually like that that kind of air of mystery to it um now the other film is a movie that was released in this very same year as this in fact it was released in 74 um texas chainsaw massacre which to me is very much a proto slasher movie um one of my favorite all-time horror films certainly without a doubt one of my favorite horror films of the 1970s um you know the ending sally the final girl if you will um obviously she goes through hell in this house uh with certainly one of the most dysfunctional families that has ever been put to screen i think and obviously it just it, it's pretty disturbing i mean i don't know what it would have been like back in 74 because just you know the, the the shots the use of music and the shots on her eyeball and just oh it, it's just kind of it's chaotic it's just chaotic um it's exhausting if you will and the whole scene she manages to escape you know she jumps out the window and uh leatherface starts chasing her and um you know that that that, that classic final shot of Leatherface swirling, kind of dancing, doing this like majestic dance with the chainsaw. It's quite a moment to end that movie with. And just the shot of Sally obviously being driven away. She manages to escape, but at what cost? She starts, you know, she goes from being terrified and screaming to, to laughing. You know, this girl's probably going to get institutionalized. This girl's, she's gone crazy and it probably would send you crazy. Um, so I just kind of love that, that final shot, them two final shots of both them characters. Um, now, the other film on the list, uh, there was really one more that I was going to actually talk about. Um, actually, no, sorry, two more. Uh, Friday the 13th, the 1980 film. Um, the jump scare, the jump scare ending. Um, obviously, the final girl being Alice, she survives. Um an awesome death in the film actually she decapitates uh, mrs Voorhees, um and uh you know she's on the boat middle of the lake the music is calm it's soothing we think it's all over um but of course you know there's back in night you know in today's age we kind of know something's gonna happen you know this is only because we've seen so many goddamn horror films since but back in 1980 i reckon this got a lot of popcorn flying and, uh, you know, the camera slowly pans into her. And, of course, Jason leaps out of the lake. What a jump scare. What a great... <laughs> um, it just, yeah, um, a great jump scare that, as I said, I'm sure got a lot of people. Um, I think this was kind of Sean Cunningham, obviously, the director of the film. 
was his kind of way of kind of answering, you know, Carrie 1976, which um, certainly may actually be the first horror film to ever really kind of have a jump scare ending. Um, so I think it's really well done. Um, I actually love Harry Manfredini's score to this film as well. The and that calm, soothing music at the end. And then, of course, uh, we learn that Jason's body, she says that there was a, a boy in the lake, but his body's never been found. Um, so I just love that ending that it that it gives us. Of course, we did get a Friday the 13th part two the following year, which I actually think is a good sequel. I think it holds up pretty damn well to, to the first movie. Um, but yeah, it's 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 the jump scare that I just think is is great. Um, now, the final film, uh, which is, yeah, not only, I think, probably certainly without a doubt, one of the most iconic, famous endings in, in slasher movies. I think it's actually just one of the most iconic endings in the history of horror movies. And that is Sleepaway Camp, released in 83. Um this is a good, fun slasher flick. It's pretty cheesy, but, you know, I enjoy it. I enjoy this film for what it is. And um, it's the ending, though. It's the ending that people talk about. Not many people really talk about the kills throughout the film. Um, everyone talks about the ending, and, of course, spoiler alert, uh, the big twist, of course, being Angela. She is a he. And... Uh, yeah, we get a reveal, of course. Um, she stood there, she's just decapitated, which is kind of sad, really, because there's this boy that's really interested in her. And, you know, Angela spends pretty much the entire movie saying very little to nothing. Um, you know, and, uh, yeah, she comes across as being really weird, really out there, but you never really suspect that she's a boy and that it was actually the boy that... Um, was killed in the accident. Uh, sorry that the girl was actually killed in the accident and he's obviously taken over. Um, he, he's basically been forced to live as, as a girl um, thanks to his um, crazy, yeah, very kind of Hamily acted, kind of out there um, aunt. And it's that final reveal. We stood there and that, that noise he makes and stood there obviously i mean you can clearly tell obviously it's uh you know for the close-up shots obviously it was uh felissa rose's head but for the far exterior shots they obviously used a boy um and just kind of made a mold of her head to to, to put on top um from what i know the boy that actually posed for that shot um has pretty much disappeared in auto obscurity uh i think nobody really knows what happened to him apparently he had to get very very drunk to do that and absolutely hated it but um, yeah, it's that final twist that Angela is actually the killer. Essentially, what's kind of the main character of the film, you could say. Um, certainly one of the main characters actually turns out to be the killer. And yeah, she's not a girl. She's a boy. Um, so yeah, just a great memorable ending that I think very much has kind of been ingrained in kind of horror culture, if you will. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're, they're just kind of their five endings that uh, really kind of spring to mind when I think of slasher films. Now, you know, there's loads of other slasher films out there that, uh, you know, have good endings and stuff. But these are five that really kind of have come, become ingrained in my mind uh, within that within that subgenre. 
So, uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much it for today. Um, so thanks to everyone that listened. Um, if you've liked what you've heard, uh, please feel free to subscribe to my channel, Talk and Stalk. And every subscribe is hugely appreciated. And, uh, yeah, I'll uh, be back again soon to haunt you and torment you. Take care.